Next on BYU Sports Nation, two weeks to go, and what's your biggest question mark going into fall camp? Which Cougar footballer got snubbed on a notable watch list, and which one of his teammates found his name on another one? And did Eric Mika play yesterday? And what former Cougar pitcher had a no-hit bid going last night? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good, my people? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, July 13th. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is installing a new stereo system in his car, so I'm joined by Iron Maiden groupie Jason Shepard. We missed a golden opportunity recently. What? Uh, Iron Maiden was in was here was here like a week and ago. We didn't go. We did not run to the hills to see Iron Maiden. Ugh. we missed a golden opportunity. Yeah. We listen to that song every day. It's kind of like you our, and I. It's yeah, our it's, thing. it's our thing. Our producer Ben Bagley. It's not his thing. No, 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 I'll no. I'll just no. tell you that he is, it is very not his thing. Yeah. By but the way, speaking of not being thing, in spite of this, why are you wearing a sweatshirt when it's going to be like 100 degrees today? You realize that we're indoors. I like, do realize we're indoors sweatshirt. right currently. Whenever, whenever I'd like. Mid-show, whatever. I could, yeah, I could do that. But hey, sports. Sports. Chris Collinsworth, older brother of Kyle Collinsworth, was wearing this after a men's volleyball match, <laughs> and I said, where'd you get that? I need one of those. It is pretty cool, though. Yeah. and I'm, It's basically later, I'm just more one. jealous because I don't have one. Okay. We'll, we'll work on uh, getting one for you. Uh, in case you missed it, last night the ESPYs on ESPN, 25th uh, year of that. Fantastic. I love it because it's a celebration of sports. They did an in memoriam. Lavelle Edwards was mentioned, which was cool. They showed his picture and they showed him smiling. Yeah, I, I'm, I thought was cool. Yeah, I'm glad you tweeted that because I, I didn't watch the ESPYs. Um, but, so I'm glad you tweeted it. When I saw that, I'm like, that's pretty cool. That glad they, cool. they did that. That is cool. Also cool, uh, the fact that Brennan Lund is playing on the same team as uh, Mike Trout, who is rehabbing. With the Inland Empire's 66ers, Trout moving his way back up to the Angels there. But a couple games there on the, in the same lineup as our boy Brennan Lund. I know there was a picture tweeted out yesterday from the Bingham alumni. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool to be able to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. it's like Can you imagine LeBron James training with you know some A-level basketball player? Like, that just doesn't happen. It's unique in baseball. Yeah, it's very it's cool. cool. It's very cool. I mean, and let's, let's be honest. I mean, Mike Trout, if he's not the best player in Major League Baseball, he's the second oh. best player in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and he's top 20 convo all time. Like, he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. When all is said and done, he's going to be right there. Uh, last week it was discussed whether I would see Spider-Man multiple times before I got back. The yes. answer was no, by the way. Just, I just saw one. It once. Just a single time. I saw it once. But what that means is we're doing a 12-second movie review. That, it's a thing we do. Whoa, we started already. Whoa, this is the best Spider-Man ever. That's not saying a lot. Typical Marvel, funny, entertaining, good storytelling. Part of the larger story arc. My, Michael Keaton reprises his Birdman role. Yeah, baby, see this with the fam. Wow. 12 seconds. Got a late start and you still nailed it. We started the clock too early on that. Come on. I, the ball was inbounded. I had not touched it yet, yet the clock started. Like, here's the I thing. have an issue with this. <laughs> but you nailed it, though. Luckily, you nailed it's the first it. quarter, so we don't care. You could have essentially called this the 10-second movie review. That was 10. Uh, eh, 10 and a half. You're right. Definitely see this movie, though. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I for, I forgot to figure out on a scale of Jake Heaps to Jimmer Fredette what movie this is. Ooh, what is it? It's probably Max Hall. I'll go Ooh. Max Hall. Winning. Okay. Clutch. Fun. Personality driven. He didn't say, like, I hate Superman and everyone with associated with Superman, but you get the point. I just thought it, I, I did I did not see the part where Tony Stark died. Uh, oh my gosh. Coming. I just that blew me away. I, I mean, yeah, talk about that's, shockers. That's like that's like my uncle walking out of Harry Potter <laughs> trying to mess up some kids saying, Man, I can't believe Harry Potter died in the first one. <laughs> kids kids' faces. <gasps> what? Mommy. We've got a good show today. Charles Will will join us. He's a former BYU basketball player. He was on that 2010-11 team that went to the Sweet 16. What is he up to? And what is his unique idea associated with not burning jerseys but doing something else? Yeah, it's pretty cool. If, like, your Gordon Hayward leaves your team or whatever. Also, a uh, little big deal, no deal in your tweets. But first, let's get to the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Your boy, Tijon Karama, is on the Outland Trophy Award watch list, announced this morning, given to the nation's best interior lineman. Remember, BYU's won this award twice in the 80s. 86 with Jason Buck, 89 with Mo Elowinibe. Also, linebacker Fred Warner is one of 146 players to be nominated for the All-State AV- AFCA Good Works team. Notably... Fred Warner, not listed on the Bronco Nagurski. That may Award be- watch list. Best defensive player. Yes. What? That may come up in uh, Big Deal, No Deal, coming up a little bit later I think that that's a Spencer tease, and that means it will. It means I wouldn't bring it up if may or it wasn't may not. going to happen. You would, yeah, bring up a may not occasionally <laughs> yeah. just to throw a changeup. Speaking of LeBron, he may be on the show later. <laughs> huh? Anybody <laughs> buying that? He may or may not be on the show. Uh, uh, what? Eric Meek... Speaking of the NBA, Eric Mika and the Miami Heat face the L.A. Clippers today in the Vegas Summer League. Now, Mika did not play in yesterday's win over the Washington Wizards. Today's game will be at 6.30 Eastern, and you can watch it on ESPN2. Michael Rucker had a no-hit bid broken up in the seventh inning last night for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. There it is. We've missed it since Jimmer was on the Pelicans. (laughs) Speaking of, we put the uh, Shanghai Sharks jersey up. Rucker struck out seven in a 2-0 dub over the Winston Winston-Salem dash. Pretty good to have, uh, I mean, obviously you didn't get the no-hitter, but having went through the seventh inning, that's pretty impressive. Advancement. Hey, you know what? Even though he plays for the Cubs, I want, you know, I, I want to see I want to see him at Wrigley one day. Yeah, he doesn't play for the Cubs. But he's in the, yet. In the, so it's the, uh, the organization, as, the, as our friends from Canada like to say. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, well. He is a friend from Canada, I'm just saying. Uh, Daniel Summerhays currently second at 5 under par. Also, Zach Blair tees off today at 12.20 Eastern time. And it looks like today the BYU 50 is in Germany. Munich. They just tweeted out, Munich, yes. go. They're in Munich. That's amazing. How many programs can go international? That's pretty, huh? that's pretty crazy. That is awesome. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Closer to fall camp and questions abound. July 26th, BYU football players will report to fall camp, which is in the summer, but we call it fall camp for some reason. Then July 27th, two weeks from this day, BYU football fall camp begins. Ah, can't wait. We will have it covered from top to bottom here on BYU TV as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Prepare yourself, people. We think we know some things about this 2017 team. But there are some questions, which brings us to a question. What is your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp? 
First tweet comes from at Pask underscore Pask BYU. Who will emerge as the lead running back? That is a great question. It is a Weigh in on this. We'll get to your tweets throughout. Yes, it is a great question and a great answer because this is exactly <laughs> my biggest question. What kind of production will we see from the running backs? Will there be a clear number one running back emerge? Is in, it in the season as a whole? Is that your question? Just through, I mean, through fall camp? Is there going to be a guy that you say, okay, based off of the production that we have seen in fall camp, this is the guy that we look to as our featured back. Mm. Is there going to be somebody emerge in the four weeks leading into that first game that will, will stand out and be that guy. I mean, the guys we're talking about, everybody knows the name. Squally Canada, K.J. Hall, Ula Tolatau, Riley Burt. Those are the main four. But, I mean, you've also got Trey Dye, Kavika Fanua, Creed Richardson. They're all in the mix. Braden Neal Bakri, who scored the first touchdown <laughs> yeah. last year. Here's the thing. We talk so much about expectations for Tanner Mangum. Yeah. But running back production will have a direct result in what's possible for the quarterback. A sure. ground game, as we all know, keeps the defense honest. No ground game means defenses can simply play the pass, and that's not good for a quarterback. So who emerges as and, and here if, if you're going to do a running back by committee, are you going to be able to get the necessary yards in order to keep defenses honest? I'm not a huge fan of committees. Uh, in the singles wards I was in, <laughs> government stuff. Like Who's the guy? Who's the decision maker? Who's the playmaker? Which brings me to mind. Who are the offensive playmakers? Who are the primary guys who in a tough spot, a big play, you need a first down. You need a touchdown in the red zone. You need a big play to stretch the field. Who are these guys? Can't And, and, and to that end, Jonah Trineman, one of these guys, 75-yard bump. Ooh, easy. Deep, quick, squally Canada. He's got to be a playmaker on this team. Matt Bushman, Ula Tolutel. Those are my top four candidates for the primary offensive playmakers. The number one playmaker is Tanner Mangum. He is the number one playmaker on this offense. I think this line is good. I think they can open up holes. I would rather have a good, a, a really good offensive line and a decent running back. I think a decent running back can find his way right. to some yards and to some touchdowns. So I, BYU needs offensive playmakers, including running back. I'm with you. Can BYU be explosive as well? The Cougars were not good last year at being explosive in year one of the implementation of the offense. They were great at ball control. They were great at controlling the clock, keeping the ball, but explosiveness was not a strength, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is in the bottom 30 of college football in plays of 20, 30, and 40-plus yards. In fact, in 40-plus yards, BYU was the worst team in, the, in college football. BYU needs to be better. Now, better would not mean that it's good, per se. But better Just would be... better than what it was. Better than bottom 30. I'm yes. saying be in the top 80 in explosive well, it's play. just it's just something that we're not necessarily used to because... Explosive B- plays? The season before, BYU was very explosive. Yes, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Oh, we're not used to not we're being... Not, yeah, we're not used to being in the bottom 30... In college football, we're used to seeing those types of plays. Yeah. And so to have that, it's definitely something – we talk about keeping defenses you know, honest. I mean, that, it's, 
if you can stretch, if you can stretch the field, I mean, that's obviously something that's going to help. But yeah, I mean, you've got to have those explosive plays, whether it's through the air or on the ground, doesn't matter. I'll tell you, BYU is going to not be as good in the third and six, third and five range. Taysom Hill is amazing in those. He could scramble out of those and get your first downs. What BYU hopefully is better at this year is explosive plays, getting down the field. BYU's got a guy with a big arm. It's pretty accurate. Uh, the receivers are unproven. We've said this a million times, but it's worth mentioning again that BYU has some talent there. We just need to see them do stuff. And coming up in Big Deal, No Deal, we'll tell you a stat that kind of surprised me about the production or lack thereof of the returning guys. That doesn't mean BYU is not going to have yards because you think about it. Is BYU going to throw for 3,000 yards this season, yes or no? Yes. Probably, right? Yes. 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 Is BYU going to rush for... 1,500-plus yards as a team. They need to. 1,200-plus. 1,000. Yes, someone's going to do that. Yeah. Someone's going to do that. So I wouldn't worry as much about, uh, you know, like who will figure out, but it will happen. It will happen. Like, BYU's going to throw for close to 3,000 or 3,000-plus. In fact, I think if Tanner Mangum doesn't throw for 3,000, That'd be disappointing. Well, we did this the other day. I mean, yeah. we talked about what three thousand yards is. Didn't didn't that turn out to, to be about two hundred and fourteen yards a game four, passing? Two fourteen per game over fourteen. Over fourteen. Games. That includes the bowl game. That's not a lot. No, it's it's not. So you look at it and say, well, well, that should easily happen, right? Yeah, and this this offense is different. You're you're trying to go like two hundred, two hundred ish. That's kind of the goal of any given game. But what is your biggest question mark for BYU football? Going into fall camp, join the conversation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Kiwi Jackman. I think this is the Australian, the uh, New Zealand version of Hugh Jackman, who's a BYU fan. Would it be possible to throw the team's playlist on Spotify? That's the biggest question going into fall we camp. We were discussing this, actually. Not necessarily, you know, <laughs> putting the playlist on Spotify. We were discussing who will be in charge of the music. That's fall camp. Yeah. When Zach Nyborg ran it a few years ago, it was amazing. Um, I'm interested to see who it is this time around. Because if it's Ty Detmer, it's just very different, right? <laughs> At Greg Rosen. I love this tweet. I love this How one. many people will Mo Lange hurt? <laughs> At Mickman5, biggest question, answer an exclamation point. And then it's just a picture of Mo Lange's bio. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. And people want to know what he's going to I'm telling you, I, I feel like it's going to be a couple seasons before Mo Lange has like, an impact. I like That's this. another day, though. At one bald Cairo doc. This year, do I still invite friends over who like talking during the game? And how much an asset am I going to need when watching a game? That's like me when I golf. It's a sport. I'm competing. I'm out there having fun in the outdoors. But I talk way less than you would think. Like, oh, yeah, you're like chatting it up. I'm like, like you're really focused. focused. You're in on, the zone. Like, when I play pickup ball on Tuesday night, I don't want to chat a ton. I want to, like, you just there to ball. I'm, you're there I'm there to, ball. to get. Buckets because sports. Use the hashtag BYUSN. There's a lot of that going on too for the other team against me. At Nick Lee 51, how is BYU looking in the trenches with huge line of scrimmage battles looming with LSU and Wisconsin? That is a great question. I think at this point the O line is stronger than the D line. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. And a lot of that is just returning players and yes. experience. At this point, that's all we go on. Well, but yeah, but don't you, who's coming back? And what don't we you think, think how 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 fun, though, is this? Because a year or two ago, we would not have said that. A year or two ago, offensive line was a question mark. Because, you, you know, we had seen a couple of years where offensive line play had dipped. 
And now we're looking at it as is was one of the strongest positions on the team. That's a nice sign. That's that a nice that's a good sign for for my, you know, my biggest question, the running backs. Because with a strong offensive line, that will help a running back core that's still trying to find its way. If the defense is going to carry this team, which I think that they will, especially when you're like, who's, who's going to emerge at running back and wide receiver? And fall camp, by the way, is who got better over the summer? Who looks great? That's kind of the initial concept, right? And then who's kind of emerging? How is the depth chart? Blah, blah, blah. You're playing LSU in Wisconsin. You're playing Utah. You're playing Mississippi State. There's some big physical teams Absolutely. on the schedule here, especially in the Furious Five there. At Nickley, 51 brings up a great point with LSU and Wisconsin. The defensive line and the ability to get to the quarterback is a huge question mark for me going in fall camp as well. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. Join the conversation. What's your biggest question going into fall camp, which is two weeks away? Two weeks. Two weeks away. Woo! One of the earliest fall camps. Since the 1938 fall camp, which was July 25th, I have no idea. I was going to say, if you, you should have just gone with that. Because everybody, <laughs> people be me? dropping that knowledge to their friends. Coming up, Charles Bowe's great idea about what to do instead of burning jerseys of departed NBA free agents. For the children, people! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Join us, people. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Also, don't forget, download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. You can watch and listen to live and on-demand content, including BYU Sports. 393, baby. Our Twitter question, what's your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN. More of your tweets coming up. Our next guest is a man who is a part of what I think is one of the greatest teams in BYU basketball history. The 2010-2011 team that made the Sweet 16. His name is Charles Abul. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, Charles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What are you up to these days? I know you're playing pro ball. You've been playing with the Ivory Coast national team. We see you on Twitter. You had some cool comments regarding (laughs) the burned jerseys or not. We'll get to that in a moment, but what are you up to? Um, just still playing. Um, I just, uh, got back from France about six weeks ago. Uh, played in France in a city called Valenciennes this year in Pro B. Um, it's, it's second division of the L&B in France. So, yep, that's what I've been up to. And now I'm just looking to see what's next, um, on the horizon. Different league than Brandon Davies who played in Monaco? Yeah. So that, there's, there's, uh, there's like five divisions in France. Brandon was in Pro A and, uh, yeah, my team was in Pro B, yeah. One of the things that's coming up pretty quickly is a thing called the tournament. And even it's cool that even when players move on, it's always a good time when BYU faces Utah. You're going to be part of Team Fredette. And it just so happens that you guys are taking on Team Utah in Vegas. How did you get involved with Team Fredette? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, TJ, Jimmer's brother, just uh, he hit me up about it about a couple months ago. He's been on it for a while. Um, it's a really, it's a really a great tournament. There's, Lots of really good players, and, and a lot of the teams are you know alumni-based teams. And he had, he had an idea of putting together a team and you know, asked me to be a part of it, and I thought it would be fun. So it's five on five. It's guys that are out of college. Anybody can kind of play in this league. What's it like? Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a five on five tournament. It's set up kind of like the NCAA tournament with the 64 teams, and 
winner go home. And um, so you have to get voted in. You have to, you know, set up a profile for your team, and you have to get so many uh, social media votes. And it's, I mean, it's a legitimate tournament. I have a friend, um, Todd O'Brien, who plays for Overseas Elite, the team who won it two years in a row. And uh, I played, when he when I was playing in Qatar, he was playing there also, and we talked about it. And, I mean, it's legit, and he his team won it twice, and, you know, he made some pretty good money out of it. So. You you played in Qatar. Where where have you yeah. where have you played since you uh, graduated? So I played a... Uh, I played two years in Spain, and then um, I didn't. I didn't want to go back to Spain the third year, and I was. I I, ha- I didn't have a contract for a while that I liked, so I, I was around here. And then um, in February, I was. I wasn't really doing too much, so I decided to go play in Egypt for three months, and that's how I ended up in Qatar the following year. And the Middle East was cool, but I, I definitely wanted to get back to Europe, so um, I reached out to some people I knew in France, and I got the the gig in France last year. What's that been like to further your career and kind of see the world? I, I know, obviously, you were born in the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. You ended up living in Logan, come to BYU, but you've been all over the place, man. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's definitely it's definitely not what you expect or, you know, plan to do. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's probably nice to be in the same spot, you know, maybe in the States or whatever, playing in the NBA or and staying in a great league in Europe. But, you know, sometimes different things happen and for me it's I've been fortunate to I, I've enjoyed my experiences everywhere I've been um you know it's not maybe something I would have planned but I, it's something that I've gotten a lot of and I've really enjoyed you probably thought that your days playing Utah were over what's it how excited are you to be able to play the Utes again um yeah it's going to be exciting um I talked to TJ and he there's quite a bit of U, U te- teams based out of Utah on this so they all come out of the west region so they want to kind of put them up against each other so there's not too many later on but um it'll be fun I know a lot of those guys um the only thing I'm worried about is they they always play together they're always together playing pickup and things like that and it's it's really not a BYU Utah thing because we have I think two BYU guys who's the other Brandon um, yeah Brandon and uh we have BYU connections obviously because the Fredettes put the team together so we don't really know our teammates too well but I think uh hopefully we'll get down there tonight and tomorrow in practice and and hopefully we can beat the Utes because that's always nice to do well I mean as, as you mentioned now Jimmer is not playing in this he is a coach in this but is there any chance that he may have like a jersey on underneath the clothes and could somehow get onto the floor and play <laughs> like, like a Superman thing yeah a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I you know I think um he, from what I heard, he he might play if. if oh, we, oh! Wait, wait, no. <laughs> let me just. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I I didn't hear this from him, so I can't I can't speak for him. But I. Report, you just say allegedly, and then you can say anything. Okay, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, there's like a one percent chance that you know if we if we end up moving on and you know we need some help, um, you know then then there's a one percent chance maybe he could play. <laughs> So you're saying so there's you're a saying, chance. Charles DeBoe, former BYU basketball player, pro player, has played uh, internationally with the Ivory Coast national team, is on BYU Sports Nation. BYU's been in the West Coast Conference after being in the Mountain West uh, back in your day. Did you play one year in the West Coast Conference? Your yeah, senior year? yeah, my senior year. Yeah. What, what, have you, what have you seen from BYU hoops, kind of post-Jimmer, if you will, with this program? Where do you think they're at? How's it going, in your opinion? Um, you know, I, I think uh, – I kind of take it, you know, as it is because, you know, the coaches, 
do their best. The players, you know, leave it on the, out on the floor. And we have, you know, great athletic administration as well. So it's hard to, you know, I try to take the <coughs> expectations out of it personally. And I just, for me, I like to, I like to just watch and see how the teams um, get put together and how they mesh. And I think, I think it's been, I think it's been solid. I mean, you know, college basketball is a tough business. And you know, there's a lot of talent right now, but I think I think the coaches, uh, coaches are doing a, a good job. And I think I think every year um, they seem to really address some of their weaknesses from the year before and try to um, do what they can to, to improve on that. And you know, last year they had a talented team; they were really young. Um, but you know, I see these guys here quite a bit. I see them working hard, and they've got they've got a lot of really really good pieces. And obviously, they lost uh, you know Eric Mika. But I think it's, there's a chance for a lot of guys to step up and and maybe there's a chance for all of them to kind of maybe do a little bit more um, as a group and come together as a group. And I think if they do that, they'll have a really good year. What did you make of the uh, Mika decision to go pro? You know, I mean, I <laughs> I wasn't – it's hard to say because you're like, – like I take my, you know, what I expect out of it and I just kind of look at the situation and I don't really – I really can't criticize him for that decision because it's, I mean, he thought it was the best decision for himself. Um, he had a really good sophomore year. Um, I know, you know, he obviously served the mission, so he's he's a, he's a little older. He was a little older as a sophomore, so he's probably the same age as a lot of, uh, a lot of outgoing seniors. And, um, you know, for him, if he wanted that chance to start his professional career, um, you know, that's his choice. And I don't think people can, can knock him for that. And, that's the best decision. That was the best decision for him. He's a great kid. He's a smart kid. I mean, you can go play professionally and still, you know, finish your finish your degree later. Um, I'm sure that's something that he'll probably want to do. But if you were going to go play anyway, you weren't going to really use that degree right away anyway. So I think um, he made the best decision for himself, and no one can criticize that. And I wish him the best. And I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be really successful as a pro. He'll get paid to play, uh, that's for sure. You you had this great idea on Twitter. So Gordon Hayward goes to the Celtics. A select couple of fans maybe <laughs> burn some Gordon Hayward jerseys. You had this great idea about not burning jerseys and what you could do with those. Tell the tell everyone what your idea was. Yeah, um, I'm, I just saw people kind of going crazy over the, you know, burn jersey thing. And I, I kind of, when you know, when LeBron left Cleveland, you saw it on TV. And, you know, as a player, I didn't really like that, you know, these guys – you know, obviously they sacrifice a lot and they do a lot on the court for their fans. And at the end of the day, it's their – we get attached as fans of sports, but it's their decision to do the best thing for their career. It was career. the decision for LeBron. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And no one talked about how, you know, that donated money for charity and all that when he – Boys and girls. Made, yeah, but they just burned the jerseys. But anyway, um, I just thought it'd be, it'd be cool instead of burning them, you know, you could send them to kids who don't have jerseys. I mean, I've, I'm from the Ivory Coast and I've been there. It's uh, – there's just not accessibility to to jersey. Even if kids, most kids probably can't afford them, but even the kids that can, there's not really just yeah. a lot of accessibility to jerseys and things like that. So, you know, I just thought it'd be cool to maybe get some together and maybe send send them out. And I know there's already a foundation doing that. I saw it on KSL, so I I put a link to that on Twitter. Uh, they could probably do it more effectively than I can. <laughs> well, donate your jerseys. That's a great idea. I love it. Charles, it was great to catch up with you. Good luck in the off season here. Hopefully you're back playing in Europe and uh, 
We'll get your uh, Herbie Hancock, your signature up here on the flag if we could. Okay, perfect. Thanks, awesome. Thanks for having me, Charles guys. Charles Bill. Always great to have uh, Charles in the studio. Coming up, the face of BYU football's defense got snubbed. What? Well, how and where? Fred Warner. Where can we Should have been on a Where can we list. complain about this? I wish we had a national forum to discuss this. And we do, apparently. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, if you miss Charles Abuo talking about the tournament as well as donating, not burning Gordon Hayward's jerseys, you can catch that and more on BYU TV and BYU Radio's apps. You can also download the podcast. It's a great idea. It really is a great idea. Yeah, that way they can join the Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland Indians world champs Shirt. See, this is this is good for us because my no, seriously, my son, my six year old, has a Gordon Hayward jersey. So my little daughter actually has one. I just realized that. Oh, so we 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 could donate this, like like a. I, I like this idea as opposed to me just like throwing it away out of anger. Yes, I could donate it. Yeah, and then you could realize, yes, this makes sense. Anyways, he went to Boston. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. T. John Crum is on the Outland Trophy Award watch list. This is given to the nation's best interior lineman. BYU's won this award twice in the 80s. 86, Jason Buck. 89, Mo Elowenibi. Also, linebacker Fred Warner is one of 146 players to be nominated for the All-State AFCA Good Works team. Eric Mika and the Miami Heat face the L.A. Clippers today in the Vegas Summer League. Now, Mika did not play in yesterday's victory over Washington. Today's game can be seen on ESPN2 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. How many did-not-plays? DNPs is that four? at least four at least four that's not good he played in three of the four games in the Orlando Summer League but I believe has only played in yeah yeah three 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 out of four he's have not, been DNP coaches decisions it's not him. good I'm not talking about his NBA potential I'm talking about the G League potential or 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 Europe I mean you still you have to get court time to yeah. to be seen by these I mean, you can obviously go with what they did in college, certainly. Right. And, and ultimately, I mean, I think you probably would because everybody knows Eric Mika is a talent. He's going to get paid to play basketball. Yeah. But, yeah, you would like to see him getting an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Tonight, 630 Eastern ESPN2, as you mentioned. Yes. Hopefully he plays. Michael Rucker had a no-hit bid broken up in the seventh inning last night for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. <laughs> there it is. Rucker struck out seven in a 2 nothing dub. With a Winston Salem dash. I love when you when you hip it up with the dub. Yeah, just saying win. It's I'm in boring. my thirties. I gotta act like I'm in my twenties still. Boring yeah. to say they just won. It's a <laughs> dub. What's more, there's nothing boring about winning though. You know, absolutely not. Daniel Summerhays currently second at five under par. Also, Zach Blair will tee off later today at the John Deere Classic. One time, my uncle was in Illinois, and a guy came up to him, kind of scoffish attitude, and said, "Hey." What's your sweatshirt say? I said caterpillar, you know, <laughs> and and he's like, "This is John Deere country, boy." <laughs> like well, uncle's like, "Oh, sorry." They take that uh, stuff seriously. Oh, no, you know. Oh, it's Midwest. serious. Yeah, it's Midwest. serious stuff. Somehow the Midwest from Ohio to Utah, by the way, that's funny. Uh, geographical comment. Our Twitter question: What is your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp? Let's get to your tweets. It's winter time. At I'm Dave Bot. I love that because you think it's a robot. It's not. It's actually this dude named Or Dave. is it? Give me a red card, 
But it needs to be asked, okay. well, asked how are you it. going to prepare for 4th and 19 at Johnny Linehan? <laughs> yeah, you get a red card. Johnny Linehan replied, I'm going to prepare my uh, by making sure that if it's ever 4th and 19, we kick the ball. This is something we can all get behind. It was another 4th and 19. Oh, I almost... Uh- yeah. Fourth and no more. Wow. The campaign. See Johnny Linehan's signature on it. He's on board with this. Yet he brings it up. Yet he brings it up. Or is he seeking a solution to an issue? Wow. That's deep. Yeah, we should put a committee together for that. I'm uh, just kidding. I hate committee. At <laughs> Matt Pat underscore international. Has Tanner Mangum grasped Ty Detmer's offense? That is a good question because last year it seemed like it wasn't as smooth as the year before, and it shouldn't have been because that was an offense that Tanner Mangum was familiar with from high school. This is very different, right? So, I, listen, I'm, I have a strong opinion about this. In the 80s, Steve Young had to sit for two years, and then he got a shot. Then he was a starter, and so on and so forth. Got, Jim McMahon was redshirted for Mark Wilson <laughs> in 79. Like the Different era, my friend. It's a different time. Yeah, because starting freshman quarterbacks has really worked for BYU. Not even Ty Detmer started a bunch as a freshman. He came in after some injuries, had his time, and then he played. Tanner Mangum had the best freshman year of any BYU quarterback ever. Look, last year, Taysom was the guy, okay? so th- Should have been. Yeah, we're not. your senior. Yes, but what my, my point is the, the offense was tweaked a little bit. I mean, it was still a different offense, but but it, there were still some elements that catered to what Taysom could do. Yeah. This this is the year, and we talked about this just the other day. This is the first offseason that as soon as the final game of the previous year was done, Tanner Mangum knew he was the number one guy, that everything offensively was going to start with him, that the offense was his, and Detmer knows that. So they have had since the, since the end of December to get on that same page and learn the I, – I honestly don't – worry so much about that yeah I, I just don't that's a great these, point these are these are smart tanner mangum is a smart guy ty is a smart guy he knows what he can give to tanner that he can execute right now and when when it necessit- necessitates you know opening that up they will absolutely at milton underscore rep who do we give the ball without jamal that was my jamal question. it's a poem jamal who do we give the ball without Jamal? You go into it with Squally as your number one guy. Naturally, right now. Yes. He was the number two, so he's that's, the That's one. what you go he's into healthy. fall camp with as Squally is the guy that's going to have every opportunity to be the number one running back, right? Yes. But you have guys, as we mentioned, you know, Ula Tolatau. Freshman. Yes. You have... Um, uh, Riley Burt. Riley Burt, yeah. Off of a red shirt, completely so he's a red shirt sophomore. Bird. Yeah, and K.J. Hall is another guy that's in the mix. So, Got some run towards the end sophomore, of the year. Sophomore, maybe junior, yeah. So, I mean, th- there, there are guys that are there. But, again, when BYU has had a lot of success, there has been a featured running back. A thousand-yard rusher. Whether it's Trust, who is a playmaker. Yeah, whether you it's just Jamal. On the set. I did notice a fly. Yeah. It's in – it's – it happens. I, I, at least it's not bugging us. No, know? no, no, no. Well, literally, yeah. It's it, bugging, it, one of these times, it's going to land on one of our noses. I know it. No, this has happened before. Luckily, it's been many days. Uh, at B Royal Blue Coog, can this be the team to be consistently good all season long? We've always had top fifteen, uh, top fifteen plus talent, but inconsistent play has plagued us. I would say that BYU's never had top fifteen 
talent. They've turned top 40 or 50 talent into top 25 talent. Top 15? Yeah, no. to, and what, to always have top? I don't think BYU said yeah. no, not a single year ever. But they, like, recruiting rankings, that's what I'm talking about. Did BYU turn that into a bunch of NFL guys in a national title? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Keep the tweets coming. Use hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, the thing I did not believe about the returning BYU offensive players I learned today. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Jerem Jordan. He is Jason Shepard, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, people. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern Time. You can also catch up on all of our BYU Sports Nation interviews on YouTube. Simply go to the BYU TV Sports YouTube page and enjoy. Do it. Our Twitter question, what is your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp at yfangirl underscore JB. Who will stand out in the running back wide receiver positions? Tanner is confident, but who will execute those plays with him? Huge questions, right? Yeah. Which, which are going to be fun to see how they develop. Each week we like to play a game where we toss out something and discuss whether it's a big deal or a no deal. Let's do it. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Fred Warner not named to the Nagurski Trophy Award watch list given to the nation's best defensive player. Uh, I will say no deal. I mean, you obviously want recognition. It's It's great. But because he wasn't named to the award watch list, does that not mean that he still couldn't have a great year and be considered a finalist? Well, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't reflect that he can't play, you know, to a high level. I, I, I mean, it would be great to have that kind of recognition, but at the end of Is the day. Is that great? Well, you, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't matter ultimately, so no deal for me. Big deal. It's going to fuel his fire. He's going to have a better season because of it. Is he going to uh, sit the there? chip on the shoulder? Yes. What does that even mean? Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU returns no players in 2017 who had 30, 350 or more combined offensive yards last season. Okay, that's the thing that I couldn't believe this, is insane. this morning. There's no, no, th- that includes Tanner Mangum, by the way, from last year. No returning player what? from 2017 had 350 or more combined offensive yards last year. That's it? 350. Nobody. Not a, not Nobody. a receiver, not a running back, not a quarterback. That's pretty wild. So when you think about the connection between – I go big deal. When, I, when you think about the connection between could BYU win 10 games and that stat, that, it doesn't make sense that BYU could win 10 games. Here's the thing. We know Tanner Mangum can ball out. We saw 2015. We know what he's capable of. He's capable of greatness. And we, we don't just quite know with running backs and receivers yet, but I am excited to find out. Yes, it is a big deal because BYU is going to rely on a lot of those players that are coming back to jumpstart the offense. Yes. I mean, you're looking, they are the offense, they, Yes. You, you need a bounce-back offensive performance this season. And so, yes, it is a big deal that, that to this point, Nobody has done that. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Team Fredette facing Team Utah on Saturday in the opening round of the basketball tournament. I'll go no deal. There's only two BYU guys on this, and Jimmer Fredette's not even on it. He 
He's just the coach slash TJ Fredette's helping out. This life is amazing. Wait, there's a one percent chance he may be on it. He may or player may not coach. Be. He's Bill Russell. Did, <laughs> I almost dropped the Bill Russell during the interview. By the way, yeah. Did Spencer Linton talk to Jimmer about may or may not be playing? <laughs> you know what? Here's the deal. I am so disappointed in you right now. Why? It is a big deal. What? Because it has to do with Jimmer, and everything with Jimmer is a big deal. End of discussion. What is this, 2011? Number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU versus Portland State is on the same day as McGregor versus Mayweather. I will say no deal. Here's why. I'm not I a boxing. I want to stand face-to-face no. <laughs> and yell at you right now, just like Mayweather and McGregor. <laughs> I'm not a boxing fan. I'm not a UFC fan. So this really doesn't mean much to me. I will be glued only to BYU Portland State. You can do both. One is in the afternoon, and then the other is at night. Oh, by the way, one is, gonna also, be a great day. one is also free. The other one is going to charge you a ton of money to be able to watch it. You watch it with friends and split the diff, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, no. No deal for me. I just don't care. Big deal. This is going to be a great sports day. It's going to be fun. The fight's not going to be that fun. The buildup is going to be fun. But it's going to be a great day. College football is going to return. That's a big enough deal. In how many days again? Countdown to the Viking. 44 days. Yesterday, I didn't say the days. Mm-hmm. I messed it up. Today, we got the days in. Thank you. Yeah, because some numbers just don't work. It's all about the syllable syllables. wise. Yes, to to add days, it yeah. just seems like you're 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 forcing too much. Yeah. And last but not least, do we have number five? Yes, big deal, no deal. To celebrate its 80th birthday tomorrow, Krispy Kreme has created a box that holds 80. Count them: eight zero glazed donuts. One. One for each catch from Jonah Trinneman this year. Oh, I like oh, it. Oh, I like it. Big deal. An 80 donut box, literally a big deal. Mo Longy will be the first in line. <laughs> and you think to share? No, for himself. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Now, I mean, whether you like donuts or not, the fact that somebody who doesn't like donuts, who uh, yeah, I know it's. I know there's somebody. Someone right now is like kind of un-American, but you know. <laughs> But here's Inhuman? <laughs> no. Isn't there, isn't there a TV show? Marvel yes. Inhumans, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Mm. For, for Mainly for the reason that you brought up. Somebody has come up with the idea to put 80 donuts together in one box. Sounds amazing. I'm it so, does sound amazing. I'm so hungry right now. I don't know why. That's uh, Big Deal, No Deal, presented by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question. What is your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp? At Salt Master Smooth, Master Smooth, yeah. Uh, can they keep the mentality during the offseason that they can have a special season and take down big brand P fives like LSU and Wisconsin? LSU is your best shot to me, by the way, even more than Wisconsin. Both top ten in the ESPN Football Power Index. Ooh, ten and nine. <laughs> LSU, you have the element of surprise, and Wisconsin's coming on the heels of LSU and Utah. I think that's going to be a tough physical and emotional game at joseph aw 86 or joseph ha 86 i'm not sure uh, <laughs> jo- jo- joseph ah uh, how much of a threat will our tight ends be good question are we returning to the good old dennis pitta and andrew george i love how every year that's been our rhetoric for <laughs> seven eight straight seasons matt this bushman year, is this year is this year yeah. matt bushman 
MLP. Yes. It's Tanner Baldry. I think it's fat. Hey, you you heard Ty Detmer talking about it, the state of the program, talking about how it is. Hand, hand tied to me, please. What? Oh, hand, okay. hand tied to me. All right. Okay. How a re- recruiting has now, you know, it is a, a priority getting it's, tight ends. It's the priority, Jason, to get some good tight ends in here. We need we need some guys. It's to a catch focus the, again. Catch the football. It is a focus again. Catch, I, I have to rid of the tight end. Why can't our guys? Let's do it. Coming up, did Eric Mika get another DNPCD? Jen Hampson returns to the WNBA in a no-hit bid for Michael Rucker. Big Deal No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to Charles Abuel, who joined us earlier in the program, former BYU basketball player. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Future guests on BYU Sports Nation include K. John Brown, one of the newest Cougar basketball players, as well as BYU TV analyst and former BYU stud linebacker David Nixon. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Speaking of stud BYU football players, Tijon Karoma is on the Outland Trophy Award watch list that is given to the nation's best interior lineman. Linebacker Fred Warner, one of 146 players to be a nominee on the All-State AFCA Good Works team. He was not on the Bronco Nagurski Award watch list for best defensive player. What happened? Cougars in the NBA. Eric Mika and the Miami Heat will face the L.A. Clippers today in the Vegas Summer League. That game will get underway at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN2. Mika did not play in yesterday's win over Washington. Hopefully, he gets some playing time today to showcase the skills with a Z. He's got to play more than I do. Come on. Jennifer Hampson grabs four rebounds in five minutes in her Indiana Fever debut. The San Antonio Stars beat the Fever 79-72. Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker pitches seven innings, striking out seven in a 2-0 Myrtle Beach Pelican victory over the Winston-Salem Dash. And Brennan Lund went two for five in a 7-5 win for the Inland Empire 66ers over the Stockton Ports. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is currently tied for second at five under. And Zach Blair will tee off later today at the John Deere Volleyball. Hello, he Robbins Hardy in the USA Volleyball College National Team. Beat Falconara, whoever that is. 3-1 in the quarterfinals of the European Global Challenge. Soccer. Men's soccer loses 4-1 last night to FC Tucson in the final game of the season. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Has the new need at most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about Mike Rucker? Former yeah. BYU A's had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning. Way to go, Mike. And then I tweeted about it. And then, no, just kidding. But seriously, I, but I did blow that up in the WCC tournament, remember? I, I, there, was, there was somebody <laughs> that reached. The reason I knew that this no hitter was going on is because somebody tweeted it out. And How I was. You're supposed go- to inform people if you don't. I know, but I was going to retweet it and then immediately I stepped away from the computer. I'm like, I am not going to be responsible. And here's the thing it wasn't that long after I would have tweeted that the no hitter was broken up. I don't want that kind of pressure. I, my. How are you supposed to inform people about a no hitter if you can't say? No it's hitter? true. It's true. You just have to know. You like, need an acceptable way, like like the force. You need to be like, able to feel it through the force that there's a no hitter going on, and then just search it. Right now we're delving into fiction. What's your biggest question for BYU football going into fall camp? Let's go to the Twitter machine, yo. Tweet, tweet. 
at 86 wi coog will he be conflict he or she be conflicted in the wisconsin game no uh running back anyone st- one running back anyone standing out and taking control two wide receiver development three tight end development one or two needed to help o take next step does anyone have any questions about the defense are we good i, I do with <laughs> like the, the defensive sex- line well, getting to the secondary too, a replacing Kainakua. Yeah, that's a big question. But here's the thing. But it's all offense, well, I think. Going well, because you have you have so many guys. Now, granted, you mentioned you lose Kainakua and you lose some guys on the D line, but the defense performed so well last year. We almost feel like defense check. Okay, yep. offense, show me. Like you don't you don't even need to worry about it. It's just going it's to be based there. on returners. You return all three linebackers. You return three of the four in the secondary. D line. I also Half the fan base can't pronounce, pronounce their <laughs> names anyway. But I also think it's it's confidence in the coaching staff and what they've done in a short period of time. True. I think I think that plays a role in when it. When you're top 15 in scoring defense and takeaways and you bring back the majority of the guys, you're like, okay, we're good. Whereas offensively, you don't bring back a single guy with 350 yards in total all last year. What? At uh, Bucha 31 can our wide receivers beat press coverage when you play teams like LSU, Utah, and Wisconsin – your wide receivers have to be able to beat press coverage. Traditionally, BYU has not done well in this category. And, and even in years where BYU got 10 and 11 wins, I'm not sure that they were that good against those teams because BYU just doesn't play those teams that often. So when you do play several of these teams, that is a good question. It's, it's something, as you said, that BYU has not had success with in the past. I don't know that we're going to know until they play those games, too. Probably not. as good as BYU is, LSU is averaging – Four defensive draft picks a year. Little different. Little different. Our elite tweet of the day at Hot Wings eighty five. Will we see more utilization of the tight end position? Who will step up to replace Jamal? And the last question: Will Spencer Linton improve his forty time? That's that's a great question. That's a great one. That is a really good question. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, when you tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Bruce Quinton. Lots of questions, but the good news, people, we start to get answers. Yes, soon. Two weeks. Two weeks from today. Woo! I cannot wait. We will have full coverage from BYU TV here. BYU Sports Nation's back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time, baby.